Hello there and welcome back in to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and today I am so excited to be interviewing and sharing a story with you of an absolutely amazing individual that uh, has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women all across the globe by simply standing up and getting out there with something that she was passionate about. Today, I get to introduce you to the amazing and beautiful inside and out Joni Rogers-Kante. Joni is the visionary and driving force behind Senegence. Now, if you haven't heard about Senegence before, you're going to hear all about them today and I know you're going to be blown away by not only this incredible story, but also the driving force behind the story, Joni's passion and why she decided to literally change the way we kiss. And I loved hearing about this from her herself. I know you are too, but most importantly, I love to hear about Joni's passion for women. Joni wanted to go out there and create an opportunity that was inclusive of women no matter where they lived, no matter what their age or their education was. And she did exactly that. So if you're sitting back today wondering if you can really make a difference, I really encourage you listen to this amazing story. And I know that you'll come away feeling inspired and motivated just as I did. And I know so many others have when they've heard this same story. So grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy hearing from the woman herself, Joni Rogers-Kante. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam, and I am overly excited to be introducing to you today a very special individual, a beautiful woman, and somebody who I know many of you will recognize, the beautiful Joni Rogers-Canty. Welcome on in, Joni. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Sam. It's fun to be here. Well, I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about your story today, Joni. And I know that you've got uh, so much to share with us, your passion for for women in business, but also um, your passion for this amazing industry. But by introduction, Joni, uh, many of you will know, many people will know you as the founder, CEO and chairwoman woman of Senegence. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you and your background. I know we're going to dive into that story a little bit more, but for, and we're also going to talk about the amazing product that is Senegence. But can you share with everybody a little bit about what you do today in the company? Yes. Um, well, thank you for asking. Actually, I don't have a lot of past experience. Um, I became a direct seller at the age of 22 and fell in love with the industry. Before that, period of time, I worked with my stepfather, uh, Jerry Hyde, who was um, in the midst of expanding a very large drugstore chain here in America by the name of Save on Drugs. So my father was in charge uh, during uh, summers. And of course, when I graduated from high school, I got to work side by side with him, setting up stores literally from a slab of concrete all the way up through grand opening day. And um, we were working with the likes of people like 
you know, the presidents of Colgate Palmolive and Mead Johnson and, uh, you know, uh, Unilever and all that in setting up these stores. Because in those days, that's these stores and a few other uh, huge uh, drug chains, drug store chains, uh, were the way in which they moved their goods and services. Remember, Sam, in those days, there was no internet. Yeah. So we had all these stores everywhere. <laughs> I had the great privilege of having that practical experience working with them side by side every day. And then, of course, I began to go to college. And we found that at that period of time, the college courses were not teaching modern day business techniques. Mm. The school books hadn't yet caught up with the new practices of centralized manufacturing or shipping or distribution or barcoding or any of that type of thing. Uh, so I sat down with my dad and I said, dad, you know, I, you know, I learn more at work than I do at school. And so he said, well, you know, if that's true, you're going to have to make a decision. If you don't get yeah. a college education, you're going to have to, you know, basically make it on your own. And I said, okay, fine. I resign. So I started looking for another uh, way to learn about business. Mm -hmm. And I landed in Mary Kay Cosmetics uh, during the 80s. Wow. That was in the okay. 80s. And yeah. I had the privilege of working with Mary Kay and learning um, how to be an independent contractor or run your own mm -hmm. business. And I yeah. absolutely fell in love with the industry. Because in this industry, of course, uh, you get to choose your own hours. You're the one who says what the bar is. Uh, you get paid what you're literally worth, meaning what you get paid a fair value for the, for the work time and effort, right, and your ability that you put into it. Uh, and I just couldn't even imagine having the opportunity to pick and choose when you want to work and when you don't want to work yeah. um, and, and who would not want to do that compared to more traditional roles in the, in the business world. So uh, that along with the fact that I also saw that women could add to their family's income mm. uh, during times when their kids were at school or their husband was at work and still preserve the amount of time that they wanted to spend with their family when the yeah. family was home. And to me, in those days, in my early 20s, that was really important to me because I knew at some point, you know, within the next few years, I wanted to, um, of course, get married and start a family and have that yeah. kind of life experience. So all those things put together just melded into what I thought was the, uh, the perfect opportunity to learn how to be a professional direct seller. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I love that you've you've recognized so early on the beauty that is this industry. And I was I was just having a little bit of a look as well. I just wanted to to go to this for a moment because you were named, and I love this, one of the most inspiring or actually not one of the most inspiring trailblazer and leader in the direct selling industry um, in 2022 in direct selling industry news. And I love that because you've not only taken this passion that you formed so early on, but you've, you've run with it to make sure that you're able to give that opportunity to so many other women out there as well. 
And um, I'm, I'm excited to chat with you a little bit more about how you're doing that at the moment. But I think, you know, this kind of leaves a bit of an elephant in the room because how do you go from where you are with Mary Kay in the business at this point to creating and coming up with not just a product to sell, but an incredibly unique product, a one of a kind product that still, I'm assuming that to this day doesn't have any direct competitor. Um, I mean, you've got patented technology with your lip sense. Am I right in saying that? Uh, it was, yes. Uh, 23 years ago now, 24 years ago, wow. uh, we patented <laughs> the first long-lasting colour technology. And it's yeah. not only lip colour, it's everything else on my face. So yeah. the colour, the shit, foundation, blushes, con- uh, concealers, eyeshadows, brow, mascara, all, it's our long-lasting yeah. colour technology. So we introduced long-lasting color into the cosmetic space. But here was the the issue that I was thinking about, you know, all those years ago as we were uh, contemplating what this line would look like, and that is if you're going to have this color on your face all day, Mm. it needs to be good for your skin. So we were also the first company to make our color skincare. So we have our, our color is actually skincare. Yep. It just happens to have color in it that stays until you take it off. And then we have a skincare system that we use with it. So yep. we have the first long-lasting color technology and anti-aging skincare 24 hours a day. That's and amazing. as you're protecting your skin and using mm-hmm. these products, you can see I'm very passionate about it. Oh, then you're I- actually helping your skin stay beautiful as long as you possibly can, because that's all that's on your skin. This yeah. is great skincare. So, all right, I've got to ask the question, how do you, wh- what was that story for you that went from uh, where you were to birthing the, these products? You know, what did that look like? I mean, you were a mum and you were running this business at the same time. What did that, was that just like you woke up one day? Like, what did that look like for you making that decision to, you know what, I'm going to formulate this product and and I'm going to create a business around it? Okay. So birthing is the key there. I was (laughs) a a new mother and, Mm. um, you know, when you hold babies, Sam, are you a mother? I am. We've got four. So you know for sure that when you're holding a baby in your arms like this, they're playing with your face. Yeah. And oh my gosh, you know, I had cosmetics on. Cosmetics was my business. Every single time, you know, I'm in a mess up your face, I'd have to go fix my cosmetics. So I thought, why can't someone create a product that actually stayed put? Yeah, good point. And you and, kiss your baby's and, head, your lipstick and, ends up all over them, right? Exactly. And, you know, you don't really kiss your husband, you go, no. That's what we used to do, you know, the side by side thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, mm-hmm. in fact, I just digress for a minute. One of the first taglines of the company was change the way you kiss. Oh, I love uh, that. And we made commercials about, you know, kissing your kids everywhere or having a passionate kiss with your husband that you normally would not be able to do because, you know, it would be all over your face. And now, yeah. uh, you know, who knows what happened because lip color didn't come off anymore. Uh, anyway, so unfortunately, my 
my marriage ended. And, you know, that's always a time of, um, you know, exploration and trying to figure out how you wanted to, you know, go forward. Mm -hmm. And so I thought at that time, uh, being the sole, uh, uh, having Cole uh, earned or won sole custody of my son, that um, I would, I had nothing to lose because that's all I got from my marriage no assets whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just wanted physical sole custody of my son. So I thought, okay, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to start my own business. And I think every other woman in the world mm-hmm. would love to have products that do not come off your face and make your skin more beautiful. So I didn't actually, I'm not the formulator. It took three years for me to find someone to work with, a chemist to work with, who became the formulator and uh, helped me make the product and, of course, expand the product line. And we still today forge a wonderful partnership in that, uh, you know, he's a great shoulder to uh, lean on and an advisor and um, is, of course, a brilliant chemist uh, that I turn to. Yeah. Um, such a great story and such a great reason too. I thought you were, you know, you're going to talk about some crazy experience that you had, but it's such a real life experience. And I know there's probably a lot of our listeners right now going, yes, that is really frustrating. I will say that Greg really appreciates lip sense. I thought in honor of our chat today, I'm wearing my favorite color, which is a little bit of a, of a fun joke in our family because, this bright red lipstick, it's the only time I've ever been able to wear bright red because I am a lip licker and uh, it's gone in seconds. But um, every afternoon I go for a run with my stepdad and whenever I wear this colour, he thinks it's a bit of a joke that I've freshly applied my lip colour and I have to explain to him that I put it on at six o'clock this morning. It's just that it hasn't budged. So he thinks I am the best dressed uh, casual runner he's ever seen. So there you go. It definitely works. <laughs> um, but Joni, let's just come back to those early days for a moment. You, you, it took you three years to formulate your product or, or not formulate. It took you three years to find someone to formulate it. What did that journey look like then from here's what I want to create to I now have something in my hand as a result of that? What, how long did that take? Uh, well, that three years, and actually after I left my marriage, I lived with a girlfriend who still works with us today. Uh, she took care of my son and I, uh, you know, made sure we were fed and clothed uh, while we stayed in her house. I wrote the business mm-hmm. plan for the company, and then we did whatever we had to do to get me to wherever I needed to be to learn um how to run a business, um, more about uh, chemistry, uh, more about color, um, uh, all kinds of seminars. You know, I don't, school, it's true, school is never out for a pro and I've never stopped learning. I mean, even today, you know, the big uh, Mm. plunge is learning about technology and how, what's the future going to be and and how do we need this technology uh, immersed into our culture and our company and that kind of thing that the learning process has never stopped. It's almost like I tried to go to college and although I didn't go to college, the learning just kept going on and has continued on for, you know, all these 
past 25 years, and I suspect for the next 25 years, because we're living longer, healthier, right? Uh, and that's part of the education of yep. it all. Uh, and some of the products to look forward to and synergies coming. Um, so we, at, at a certain point, we finally got to um, a product line where that we could introduce it to the marketplace. And so, um, although mm-hmm. I was also in charge of raising funding money to open the company, I think I went to 32 different venture capitalists. How dare they, mm-hmm. that none of them would loan a single mother with no assets, $3.4 million. I was just so offended. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't let that derail me. Uh, our chemist had some tubes, put them in some tubes and said, look, let's whip some of this up. I said, great. I'll take it to trade shows uh, where they are attended by women with spendable income. And I will, at trade shows, uh, give women a choice. They can buy it for retail. Here's the retail price. Or they can buy a whole bunch of it and take it home to their own cities and start selling it to their girlfriends. And that's how we started uh, mm-hmm. the company. And it, and, it, and it took three, actually, it took almost five years to get to that point. Wow. So a direct selling almost happened by default in that this was, you know, you were, you were going to go down this road and let's just let people share the message, try it and share it with people. Well, I, I did have other choices. I mean, I had different offers. And obviously, I definitely have my foot in the door in one of the United States' largest uh, drug chains. Yeah. Uh, But that's not what I wanted to do with Mm. it. I really have, I'm very serious about making sure that this technology and this amazing product line can be used as a tool to allow women to uh, bring security to their family, or maybe security isn't what they're after. Maybe it's just having fun with other women, but to use it as a tool uh, in their life so that they can have different choices, just like I did. Uh, You know, I had the opportunity to work out of my home uh, since I was 22 as an independent contractor. And that afforded me Mm -hmm. lots of joys that I don't think I would have had lots of different experiences had I been working in a standard uh, corporate job. Yeah. I, I really love what you said about it being not just enabling women to, you know, provide security for their family, but also that, and, and I've got to know so many of your beautiful distributors over the last few years. And one of the things that I've really noticed is that they use Senegence as an amazing tool to connect and build relationships um, that bring so much more meaning, meaning to their lives as well. And that relationship building is, is so important, I think, overlooked, um, especially for mums who really lose a lot of that connection when they go into having families. And uh, I've I've really seen that with Senegence and the fact that you've been able to bring and put the focus on bringing that connection back, which I think is just so beautiful. And I, I think that women from all walks of life are missing that connection uh, through, uh, uh, in part, yeah. the stresses of having to work away from home uh, in a job that maybe wasn't quite what they thought it would be. And um, 
Uh, companies like Synergence, not just Synergence, but direct selling companies, good direct selling companies that have been around, I'm going to say at least 10 years, because if you've been around with a product line for at least 10 years and your, your MO is growing by word of mouth, then you pretty darn better be sure that they have a good product. Absolutely. Because people are not going to recommend products to their friends that aren't good. Yeah. So, you know, if they've been around for 10 years, they're great. So other companies like ours allow, as you said, uh, for connection uh, and, and, and fulfill the role that they need to have fulfilled in working at a, a job. You know, we, this is a job. I mean, if yeah. you're a professional uh, direct seller, this is your job. It is your career. There are skills that go along with that. And I have to say another unique thing about Synergence is that because I know it is a job, then from the very beginning, we've had a very uh, aggressive, not aggressive, very consistent training in all the things uh, that you would need to know in a business, just like I would go to college to learn these mm-hmm. things, how to run a business. Uh, we offer that at Synergence. It could be First, set your priorities. What are your priorities? Then let's learn how to spend your time at yeah. uh, your priorities so that you can achieve your goals within these priorities. And then let's work on this skill, communications. Um, you know, the, the, the list is, is literally endless uh, for trainings yeah. and what you will learn as an entrepreneur and independent contractor within companies like ours. Yeah, absolutely. So- Training is consistent, constant, ongoing. Joni, what do you believe, uh, you know, in your observation, and you've, you've obviously been in this industry for such a long time and you've worked with so many distributors, what, do you, what are the common denominators that you see amongst those that succeed in this business versus those that don't? Wow, that, that's a big question. And if I could bottle the answer, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what that would lead to. Every business in the world would be knocking at my door trying to find uh, the answer to that, try to uh, get the answer to that. So, um, number one, it would have to be someone's willingness to fail yeah. as an entrepreneur and running your own business. Yeah, you, there's. A lot of trial and error based upon the individual's personality Mm. and the way they speak, the way they communicate, and what they believe is the message. So you're constantly adjusting uh, the message and improving, making improvements here and improvements there. Uh, So not everything you do works. Some things work better than others. So... uh, I would say, first and foremost, it's the willingness to fail. And I think in the real, in the other world, in the business world, or even at schools, our educators are not teaching us that it's okay to fail because failure leads to, if you don't give up, most people will just give up. But that failure point will lead to the next point that then might be the key. And they don't teach us that it's good and okay to to have this point and then move on to the next one and not feel like 
you are, you know, the drudge of the year. <laughs> it's supposed to be, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. I actually get excited when oh, something yes, doesn't so work because that means, yeah. oh my gosh, I get to get my heart pumping and my brain working and think and be creative and come up with another angle, a different idea, a better way to do it. Because, you know, when you've done it this long, when you've lived as long as I have, then you eventually learn <laughs> that, that, you know, as long as you don't give up, you will find a way that, uh, to succeed at whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, and so incredibly true. I think hard to hear for some people, but also I think it's quite enlightening to hear as well because it's okay to get it wrong. Um, Joni, you've, you've talked about how you got the business to conception and you started to uh, put it out there to people and have people start sharing it to, to build their own businesses. From that point to where you are now and, you know, you're a company now that through its ripple effects is literally changing the lives of millions of people globally. How, I mean, that's a big journey. What, what is that? I know it's probably hard for you to summarize um, for me in just, you know, the time that we have together today, but from where you were, how did, what did that journey look like to get to this point today? Uh, well, it's, you know, I don't really look at it that way. Um, I look at myself as one individual, just one person in a very large team of people who go to work every single day to progress. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and this team of people starts with our, our corporate uh, employees. So we have hundreds of employees who show up in their various areas of responsibility and they do their very best they can to make a positive uh, uh, contribution or to make mm -hmm. progress at whatever it is that is happening. So, mm -hmm. um, and then it goes beyond that. And I tell our girls, I call them my lovelies because they are, I mean, I love every single one of them and they're all just lovely in their own way. Um, yeah. They, their job is to, not only, of course, share the products with others, but to mm. in, make others feel better, to make them feel more confident, to put a smile on their face by sharing products that actually do make those customers feel more confident. And maybe that it changes the way that they smile. Uh, it definitely changes the way they kiss. So maybe they kiss their children more often. Maybe their husband or their friends, uh, whatever. It does have a ripple, a positive ripple effect. So when when you're working with a core group of people at, at an employee level and at a sales field level, and I'm one of the sales fields, I'm an employee and I'm one of the sales field in that I was the first distributor of the company. Yeah, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's there's a... I think a real understanding of what our roles are and how important each and every one of us are in that role. I rely very heavily on our employees to do the best mm. they can in every single job uh, function that they fulfill. And I uh, rely very heavily on our sales force leaders, you know, people that I'm sure, you know, Jackie and Chantel for 
from Australia, of course, Paul leading the team in Australia. Yes. And I have my, you know, very beloved uh, leaders here uh, in America, in Puerto Rico, Canada. Um, yeah, we've had the beautiful Jackie on the podcast. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see that podcast. I, I will watch it. Um, anyway, <laughs> they all know how important it is. And if if we're not each doing our role to the best of our ability, we couldn't be here. Mm. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in those early days, you obviously had a very, you had your, your son and you were, you know, balancing mom, you and this new business. You know, many of the people that are in this industry, most of our listeners are in that same boat. They are mums and, you know, they're, they've got their business as well uh, in with whatever direct selling company they happen to be with. Can you share with us, um, you know, how did you balance uh, and, and I, I kind of hate that word because I feel like it's, it's always this never ending, you know, it's never something that we perfect. Right. But I'd love to know how did you, as you had this business that was taking off, how did you, um, balance being a mum, being a woman, looking after yourself and, you know, looking after this, this new baby, which was the business all at the same time. So my new baby was 12 by the time. Uh, we actually opened the company doors. <laughs> so that helped. Um, uh, but always, uh, I, I just, you know, entered into mommyhood, I guess, as the person who uh, always uh, fixed breakfast, took my child to school, and then would pick him up at the end of school. That never changed, even when I was working, unless I was out of town. And that's a little different topic. I also now have a 14-year-old, so my children are 20 years apart, and my 14-year-old did not know that I had a job until about two <laughs> years ago, and he thought my job was standing around taking pictures, <laughs> because people take my pictures at events, and that's all he ever thought um, to do. So um, I take a lot of pride in making sure that my mm -hmm. schedule uh, allows for that, because there's nothing more important to me than than that and being, you know, a loving, devoted wife to my husband who I've worked side by side with for uh, these uh, past many years. Yeah. Um, so to give you a fact, um, once we got the company opened, the first year we did about $1.7 million. I usually don't give numbers. The second, and I was living in a trailer with my son because we could actually afford rent by then. Uh, I started with $100 a week. Mm. And then as our sales improved, I think I you know, got $500 a week, something like that. So I could pay rent, pay for groceries myself, mm. um, and still did the mommy role. But that doesn't mean work ended at three o'clock when I picked him up. That means we went back home and I would work in our living room, which we turned into a warehouse while he did his homework. And then we'd have dinner and there was more work to do. So it was a lot of work. Um, when the company grew a little more successful, I think the second year we did maybe 3.4. The third year we did 5.7. I allotted myself enough money so that I could hire a professor and built a couple classrooms in our first corporate headquarters. And so my son, Alan, who's 
you know, now very involved in the company, was homeschooled in a classroom with a teacher who was totally devoted uh, to him. And I love that because not only did he have an amazing educational experience, but he was running up and down the hallway shooting rubber bands at, you know, the executives and hearing all the stuff. I mean, he could sit <laughs> in on any meeting, which gave him an extraordinary uh, education and understanding of how the company uh, runs mm. in virtually every department. And then, of course, I married, I met my husband at work. And he was the only one in the early days who could turn on a computer. So we just never let him leave. He's been with us <laughs> from year well, this, one. This brings uh, me to my next question, which is technology. And, you know, you made mention that when, you know, of course, you were going through college and then your first days in direct selling, of course, there was no internet. I remember when internet came into play. One of the things that I've really noticed about Senegence is, you know, given your background and, you know, knowing that you've started in, in, in an industry without you know, internet, let alone, you know, all of the technology we have at our fingertips. One of the things that I notice about uh, Senegence is that you're always at the forefront of the technology available to you. And one of the things that you use currently, uh, and I think so many companies have not uh, come on board with this technology, is you've involved augmented reality uh, with your center look app that allows people to try on your colors from the comfort of their own home just by using their mobile phone. And I will say it's quite accurate because um, it unfortunately it's led to me spending quite a lot of money that I know Greg would be happy with on many, many of your colors because they all look so great and I can try them all on and it's just so easy. But how do you keep up, you know, with these changes in technology Um What's your what's your secret to to being those couple of steps ahead the whole way? Well, uh, thank you for noticing. I mean, I, I love uh, technology, obviously, but we we are always on the lookout uh, for technologies that mm. make uh, our distributors' lives uh, easier, business lives easier, so that they can uh, you know have a more fluid, maybe spend less mm. time. Uh, conducting their business that takes them away from uh, doing other things uh, and to, uh, but at the same time allows them to increase their income. Uh, that of course is always the goal. So Ben and I are very involved with certain groups uh, that we travel with. In fact, I'm going here in a couple of weeks to um, uh, like pods of these inventors, uh, people who are very, yeah immersed in the metaverse mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, NFTs and uh, online currencies and all those kind of things. Uh, we pay very close attention to that and make sure that we are paving the way for those changes within the structure of our company. Uh, for instance, we're well immersed in creating our metaverse center world. Wow. Uh, with our avatars and uh, for people going in there and having 3D ex training experiences and shopping experiences using augmented reality and virtual reality. We would have shown it at the DSA yeah. uh, conference, but we're just not ready uh, to unveil it. We think it's important to have the structure in place because there are so many different technologies out there. You're not really sure. No one is really sure exactly which ones will be used yeah. and which ones won't. But if we have the structure out there and we start to teach our distributors how to use it, 
So it's not a surprise when things switch and we go from, you know, um, online 101 to online 301 using the metaverse. Our distributors are already prepared. They know how to use it. They've had those experiences. For instance, we had, you know, during mm-hmm. uh, COVID, stay at home, we had in our center world built um, a, a conference room and we had our leaders come to private meetings in the conference room in their full body uh, mm-hmm. uh, avatars. And we also met in group form like we normally would in an auditorium, everyone in their full body avatars. Now, along with that, they earned a trip to Tahiti. But guess what? No one could go to Tahiti. So we built Tahiti in our center world and we met all our distributors there. There were all kinds of things to walk around and play with. We learned how to turn on music. We learned how to go through rooms. We learned how to drink martinis together. Uh, We learned how to play in space and make things different shapes uh, with our products. Um, Just like in, I think, 2004 or 2003, we probably had all our distributors come to a seminar and and had table (laughs) after table of laptops and said, girls, this is a laptop. Here's how you turn it on. This is a website. This is where you will now go to place your orders instead of calling us or faxing it in. So we're just always trying to, you know, prepare them for that next level of business because part of being successful in business Mm. is that constant education to stay uh, in the forefront using technologies that are going to make your life easier. Yeah. And this particular technology that's coming up, the metaverse, um, it's going to happen. So companies need to get ready for it. Um, It helps us build relationships with people across the world, talking to one another, having the same body movements we would have. That's how sophisticated these avatars are now. It helps us build relationships and allows us for expand around the world from our home. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, you know, it's it's rare to be able to speak to someone that understands. So I love that you're staying so in tune with what's going on, but this metaverse is going to be such a huge thing. It already is. Um, so it's so great that you're preparing your field for that. And I love that you're utilising the opportunities at your fingertips with that as well. I think everyone needs to watch this space because, uh, you know, given the circumstances of the last few years, this is being... Um, uh, sped up, this process is being sped up because we've got the instance where everyone is, you know, working from home. They don't want to come back. Businesses are having to incorporate this new technology to be able to bring their people back together. So I think this is amazing and I can't wait to see what you do in this space. Um, I think, you know, everyone keep your eyes peeled. This is exciting. Um, I want to just touch for a little moment on the Make Sense Foundation. You know, I think anyone listening to this um, can already uh, sense your passion for women and uh, empowering them and growing them and equipping them. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about the Make Sense Foundation, what that is? And yeah, just explain that a little to our listeners because I'm excited by this too. It's a, it's a, the Make Sense Foundation is our nonprofit entity. It's a sister organization uh, for Synergence. 
a percentage of our sales of certain products are funneled into the Make Sense Foundation on a daily basis. So as our distributors are selling products, they're also supporting women and children in need. Mm -hmm. That's the mission of the Make Sense Foundation, supporting women and children in need. Now that's fairly broad because I wanted the foundation to be something, uh, a tool for all of our distributors to support the organizations within their own communities through the funds that they are actually generating by building their synergist business. So the Make Sense Foundation supports those organizations that are nominated to receive these funds through our distributors. So any distributor in any town uh, can say, you know what, this is my favorite organization they deal with women and children in need. It could be medical, it could be clothing, it could be school supplies, it might be uh, food. Um, here's the organization, here's the C103, um, uh, of course, certification, and I would like for them to have X amount of dollars. And so every quarter, the Make Sense Foundation Board um, will award these funds to the organizations that are important to our distributors within their own communities. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I love that you've taken that passion for women, you're using it to give back to women and children as well. So that's so beautiful. Um, Now, I just want to come back to the DSA for a moment. So for those that are wondering what I'm talking about, the Direct Selling Association, you are a proud board member of uh, now, which, um, you know, comes back to your passion for this industry that literally changes lives every day. I'd love to know where you see this industry going in, say, the next uh, 12 to 18 months, because we've seen so many changes of recent times. Uh, Well, first, let me state that I think it's critical that direct selling companies are members of the DSA, because that gives us a really great and high standard to live by, Mm. uh, to work by, uh, to operate with. Uh, through the uh, ethics of the DSA. And if you're a DSA company and you are following the ethics of of the code, then uh, independent distributors are assured that they are with an honorable company who uh, operates with good business practices and, uh, of course, uh, has standards to follow with high-quality products and uh, certain treatments and guarantees for customers and distributors. So it's Mm -hmm. a very high standard, um, which, of course, we would not want to operate uh, uh, without. Now, before we even opened the company, I was allowed, I I forget to tell this, I was allowed by the president of the Direct Selling Association to attend DSA meetings. And I attended probably oh, four or five conferences and just sat through them and took notes after notes after notes so that, um, you know, in my mind, it was a way that I was going to college for creating a direct selling company. There would be no other way for me. I would want to go to the highest standard that existed and learn how to do it properly Mm -hmm. from the get-go so that we could avoid the mishaps that I think maybe a lot of startups uh, uh, run into because they didn't know better. We were accepted into the Direct Selling Association as a full member within a year, which was highly 
unusual within uh, that period of time. You had to wait at least a year before you were accepted. But I think we, uh, they knew what we were doing and we were allowed entry. So the DSA is basically a lobbyist group that protects the rights of independent contractors and direct selling companies uh, to operate so that we can basically be the world's largest Mm -hmm. supporter of entrepreneurs. Our independent contracts are business owners. They are entrepreneurs within themselves. And so we're just an organization that's put together that have all these entrepreneurs working within that confine. Um, and, And I think that if someone wants continuity and, of course, longevity, Within this space, they should be members of the DSA. Now, I think as well, the DSA is doing amazing things for the industry. Uh, our company was just asked to chair the communications uh, portion a board uh, of the DSA that will this year be in charge of helping to uh, improve uh, the reputation of the industry as a whole. Mm working with the World Federation DSA um, uh, board. So Synergence, we're very proud that Synergence was asked to represent in this way um, uh, because basically it just will help all countries around the globe um, increase its allure and uh, understanding of the opportunities that our, our platform creates for those people who would like to become an entrepreneur and run their own business. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. And uh, I, I love that description of the DSA and I, I completely agree. I think it's um, such an amazing organization. It does so much that behind the scenes, I think we don't see to support not just the companies and the distributors um, simultaneously so that they can continue growing and having these amazing businesses. Um And it was such a pleasure to be able to come over and be a part of the DSA conference over there in Florida this year uh, for the first time. And, you know, having been at the conference in Australia for uh, a number of years now, it was really great to be able to see, I I guess, a more global perspective of what the DSA is doing uh, for people in this industry globally, which is really exciting. And, you know, technology has been, was such a big focus this year. So again, I'm really excited to see what comes from that over the coming, you know, 12 to 18 months for not just the companies, but also, of course, the distributors. And I know that there's a really big focus as well right now, Joni, on the reputation of the industry. Uh, and the DSA is doing a lot of work towards uh, resetting that. Well, we just had our first committee meeting yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, uh, concerning that issue, and we have a lot more work to do. Mm. We're adopting uh, certain standards uh, for social media, of course, that we're hoping other companies will embrace. Uh, Synergence had its standards already set and in writing, which we uh, presented. You probably know that Mm. to Scott. Um, and who gave us a, a beautiful uh, overview of the details uh, for that type of, um, I guess, standard uh, as it applies to companies' communication and our distributor communication mm. through social media. So there's a lot of uh, work still mm. to do, and I'm sure 
all independent distributors will uh, be informed of what these standards are. And I'm sure we'll welcome them because they're simply good business practices uh, in communication, how we represent ourselves, the companies and our products Mm. through social media. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of that. So, Joni, I just really quickly want to talk about, um, we've got a couple of a couple more questions I want to ask you. We've got our fun ones coming up as well that I know our listeners always love to hear um, uh, our guests' answers to these. But I just want to ask you very quickly about um, your book. Now, you took your journey and your, your, um, you've used it to... to- um, help women who are wanting to grow, you know, their own direct selling businesses. And you know, I, I'm going to say businesses in general, because I think this relates to any woman who has got that entrepreneurial spirit and wants to take their future into their own hands. And you wrote a book called Million Dollar Lips. Can you tell us a little about that? Well, it's a uh, million dollar lips. Let me see. How long ago did I write that? I can't even remember. It had to be uh, 10 plus years ago. But it really is a uh, easy to read book about how to get your home life in order to run a business. Mm, good. That's really what it comes down to: lessons learned, applications that can be applied, uh, good ideas on organization, time management, how to work your family into it. Um, you know what it's really like to run a business from your yeah. home. That's what that book is about. I'm also just about to launch another one called Billion Dollar Lips, uh-huh. which is more of a higher level management yeah. uh, career kind of book for direct So that should uh, be coming out here pretty soon within the next couple of months. But thank you for asking. Well, what we'll do, we'll put the link to uh, Million Dollar Lips in the show notes for everybody. And when Billion Dollar Lips comes out, we'll add that to the show notes as well. That's really exciting. And congratulations. I think that's such a huge feat um, to, to you know, not just have one book, but two books um, uh, to share that message with people. So that's really exciting. And I want to know what is next for Joni and Senegence? What's on the horizon for you? Well, I can't tell you all our secrets. <laughs> it was worth asking. Was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just try. progress, product, <laughs> technology, uh, of course, our, our distributor support in uh, different fun um, and engaging ways. Um, so, yeah. you know, every single year we continue to get better and better. And I know our distributors and our employees like, oh, will agree with me when I say, uh, that we're all in this effort just to be the best of the best. I love that. Well, I'm excited to see what comes next. Uh, for now, let's ask our fun questions. Joni, what is your favorite book for us to add to our accelerator book list? Hands down, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Oh, good one. It's it's kind of a hard read. But without a doubt, the 13 characteristics you must adapt and learn and make yours to succeed at whatever you want to succeed at. It could be friendships. It could be your marriage. It could be business. But regardless, these things you must know to succeed. 
Yeah, so good. Well, we'll add that one into the show notes as well. And Joni, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would that be and why? I do have a superpower and it is consistency. Oh, yes. Good one. I'm known within my company to be the most boring person in the room because they know without a doubt what I am doing every single day between 10 and 4. And it is working at my desk or with someone somewhere working at this company, making it better for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that consistency. That is such a big thing. And I feel like this is, um, you know, what we're preaching when it comes to social media too. So consistency, did you hear that, everybody? (laughs) So important. And Joni, what's your favorite quote? Choose to live life in love and abundance and work for it. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. So powerful. Last but not least, Joni, if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Be more courageous. I am a by nature quiet and shy person. And I think mm-hmm. that if I could change my nature, then uh, and and apply and, and and just somehow have adopted more courage. Uh, within my my person, I think we could have helped more people faster. I think we mm-hmm. could have reached more countries sooner. Uh, but, you know, trying to change something like that is very difficult. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, and it's one of those things, had I only known sooner. Hindsight, right? But at the same time, I feel like we're always in the right place at the right time and exactly who we need to be for that moment. So... Look, Joni, I just want to say such a huge thank you for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure and a privilege to hear your story and where Senegence has come from. I know we've got a little fan in the background today, which I love, and this is the beauty of technology and the ability for me to be able to have this conversation with you, share it with our listeners from opposite sides of the globe right now. So thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. I really appreciate you. It was my pleasure, Sam. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, you're such a gracious hostess. And thank you for flying all the way from Australia to uh, grace us with your presence on stage at the DSA annual conference this past year. We really enjoyed it. Uh, It was such a privilege. And I just want to say as well, a huge thank you as well to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, Thank you too. And we are so grateful to be able to bring these messages to you from all over the globe. So thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to meeting you all again on the podcast next week. But again, thank you, Joni. So great to chat with you. And uh, we'll see you all again on the podcast, everybody, next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.